Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. edition of Habs Unfiltered Presents, Habs Sit Rest. I am your host, Craig Wilson, and uh, I'll be bringing you the uh, Habs news, notes, rumors, everything that went on with the Habs uh, up until today. Uh, so, Carey Price was named the Canadian's Player of the Year, and it's just at a nice time in his career. In the second year of the row, that Carey Price has been named the Molson Cup Player of the Year. He had a 27-25-6 record, 2.79 goals against average. And a 909 save percentage in 58 games. Uh, he finished ahead of Brendan Gallagher and Nick Suzuki for the Molson Cup standings, and which are calculated based on post-game star selections. Um, he led the league in minutes played with 34-39, uh, 49 seconds uh, for the second season in a row. He ranked first in the NHL in games played. Uh, he tied with Connor Hallibuck of Winnipeg, and he was fifth in wins. Uh, he had his 47th career shutout in February, uh, which moved him past Ken Dryden for third place in team history. Uh, he'll need to be even better and more consistent for the play-in series against Pittsburgh. If the Canadians hope to pull off a big upset, which, personally, I don't think they will, and I kind of hope they don't, even though, get me wrong, it's not that I'm not going to root for the Canadians. I always do, but I think they'd be better off long-term uh, with... Uh, with the first or ninth pick. Kerry uh, Bryce is quoted in saying, it's motivating without a doubt. It's a great opportunity if we get to play, and for me to come into a playoff scenario well-rested, that's been well-documented. I'm just trying to prepare myself as well as possible for any situation. Now, having said that, it was brought up by Pierre Maguire and a few other people uh, that Price uh, may not be coming, may not be playing. And Price also said himself that he needs more answers uh, to some questions about playing, about player safety before uh, things start moving forward. And I don't think that's just price. I think it's a league-wide thing. Um, I think there's many uh, players. Uh, uh, Gudis has already been quoted in saying, you know, he's not happy with the way things are going. Um, and that was before it even started. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what uh, what's going to happen with the NHLPA and when it comes down to the uh, the phase three are going forward. The players are starting to come to the uh, to the arenas. That uh, Carey Price is now in Montreal. He flew out yesterday, and so it'll be interesting to see um, how this goes, especially with the fact that there's uh, uh, 25 cases of 25 players uh, right now that have tested positive for COVID. So uh, it'll be interesting going forward uh, for sure with that. Uh, let us know what happens on Filter, what you think. Personally, I think the season should be cancelled. And uh, if that's the case, then Montreal will have either the first or ninth pick. 
which win-win situation it's kind of sort of i guess i don't know i know people have different feelings about it it'd be great to hear from you uh, you can direct message me or somebody at habs unfiltered uh, the next little bit of news is Jasper Jaspiri Kotka Niemi is healthy and ready to play. Uh, Aaron Basu of The Athletic reported this on Friday. Uh, he said he was completely healthy and will be returning to Montreal in the coming days to intend to participate in the Canadiens training camp instead of continuing rehab for a spleen injury. Uh, this is big news. Like to me, I wrote an article last month or earlier this month uh, about the Canadiens lineups. I didn't have Kotka Niemi in it because he really wasn't supposed to be back to like September. And uh, I've even argued that, not argued, but pointed that out on Twitter, and it looks like he will be back, so good for him. Uh, he injured his spleen during a game in March. He didn't require surgery, uh, but he wasn't expected to return this season, And with, but with the pause, uh, an intro alternative plan is allowed him to play because, you know, he's going to be playing in July, August, so gave a little bit. Uh, he was playing with the Laval Rocket, where he had put up a uh, point per game play. He was 13 points in 13 games, which is a big turnaround from the way his kind of down season was. He's dealt with a few injuries this year, and uh, so that had a lot to do with uh, the way his play was. Uh, the big question came out, and I know my counterpart on the show here, Blade Potvin, wrote an article about that he's not a bust. He's not a bust. He won't be a bust. I don't think he's going to be a 100-point scorer, but hey, he could reach 60, 70 points and be a good two-way forward, which is two-way center, which is what we need. Him and Suzuki, I think, are our future 1A, 1B uh, centers. Um, so the question will be, is he going to get in line against Pittsburgh? Uh, he could get the third-line spot, uh, which would put Domi to the wing, or the fourth line, because they don't really have a fourth-line center. Um, it doesn't matter, really matter where he's going to play. It's the fact that he's healthy. Uh, is good news for the Habs, and hopefully, and he worked with that uh, speed skater, uh, speed skater over in Finland to work on his skating, which is a big thing. Uh, now he just got to use his body and uh, to uh, help him control the puck, fight for the puck, and keep the puck. Um, uh, I wrote another article, I'm doing tooting a lot of horns here, uh, about uh, actually it's the same article about whether he'll play or not, and basically what it comes down to is uh, he is going to if. Canadians made their trades at the deadline. Thompson's gone. Kovalchuk's gone. And uh, uh, Cousins is gone. So you don't have your third-line center. Well, you don't have your fourth-line center. Domi can play third-line center, but it's not going to be a very defensive line, but you're going to have a very highly potent offensive line if you have Suki, Druin, and Domi uh, to go along with your best five-on-five -five line and Tatar, Gallagher, and Deneau. So you have two top lines that can easily put the puck in that and cause a lot of pressure on the Pittsburgh in their own end. Um, however, the second line, Suzuki's pretty much the best defender on the line, and that's saying a lot. And then they're also playing against Malkin's line. So whether Julian's going to do that or not is another question. So you could still see Domi as the third-line center, Kotkaniemi on the fourth line, or maybe even at center, or uh, sorry, at wing. And uh, that'll be interesting. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other bit of news for the Habs this week was Claude Julian. It's not really just Claude Julian. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of coaches um, who are stating whether or not they want to play. And we are going to get into that uh, factor after some commercials. Uh, we also have uh, 
We're also going to talk about who may be starting for uh, Pittsburgh against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Max Domi, and uh, a little bit about Thomas Tatar right after these commercial breaks. Support for Habs Unfiltered is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in man's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in Canada. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. We can be one of the first Canadians to experience the life-changing products. I, Trey Wilson, remember a time when I was shaving my family jewels and what did I do? I was using a a razor, same one you would use for your face or women use for the legs, and I kind of nicked it. I cut it. Bled everywhere. It was a disaster and embarrassing. But now that I have Manscaped, I never have to worry about that again. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, like the one I had. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced so he decided to start no name hockey now no name offers high quality customized sticks at a fair price they won't try to wow you with a fancy name they will focus on providing you a pro stock quality stick that you can afford the cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees no name hockey makes sticks for the no names and players currently making a name.
Hey everybody, welcome back to the second half of our show. Uh, as you can see, we got a new sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, they're a ball trimming sponsor. Uh, our friends over at Habilison has the same sponsor. Uh, if you use uh, our code, ha code HABSUNFILTER20, uh, you can get 20% off plus free shipping off this great product. Um, yeah, so carry on with the news and notes. So, uh, there's a question with COVID-19 going out. Elderly coaches or elderly uh, people that uh, are on the teams are having issues on whether or not they want to be uh, with the team uh, if there's not better precautions put out there. Uh, Pierre Lebrun spoke to several older coaches in the NHL recently, and he wrote an article in The Athletic as uh, Phase 3 and 4 of the league's return to play to find out how safe they feel about going back to their jobs. Uh, among the people that LeBron spoke to, of course, was Claude Julian, uh, who turned 60 in April. Uh, he fully expects to be behind the team's bench against Penguins, uh, but he is weighing his options to protect himself and his family. Um, he's, quoted, he's quoted by saying, No doubt you're thinking of the different options you may have, whether it's wearing a mask, to what extent you're going to deal with your team and players. I know it may be a challenge behind the bench more than anywhere else, but uh, my thinking is that I need to be ready to adjust and have options uh, when that time comes, uh, depending on where we are at the COVID and our hockey circumstances. Again, I'll bring up there's now 25 players testing positive for COVID um, since Phase 2 open. Uh, it'd be odd not to see him behind the coaching bench uh, when play resumes, and it could put them at a disadvantage should he choose not to return, which I don't think he will, judging by his comments. Uh, it will also be worthwhile to follow whether any other coach or team staff should uh, choose not to go back to the work for safety reasons. So if you really look at it, uh, the Habs could look at it two ways. If Julian is not feeling safe, they could go with... They have they have experience behind there. Kirk Muller actually coached Carolina, so he's an actual head, he was an actual head coach in the NHL. Uh, Dom Ducharme could be his chance to shine to go in there. And, of course, you have Joel Bouchard and Laval. If he doesn't come back, I think the reins will go to Kirk Muller just due to the fact of the experience and the fact that this is a play-in series that will get you in the playoffs. And As much as me and 80% of the people on my poll that I did about whether the Canadians uh, were better off getting their first and ninth pick or beating Pittsburgh, uh, as much as we would like them to get the first or ninth pick, uh, they're not going to tank. They're not going to not play. They're going to go their hardest. Uh, Julian's going to be there. Price is going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. And if this series continues, if the play-ins happen, if hockey continues, they're going to try to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. So there's no worries about that. And speaking of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who's going to start for them? Uh, I know when I was talking, uh, I wrote an article, again, uh, about uh, matching up uh, Pittsburgh to Montreal and how they matched up uh, based on Offense, defense, goaltending, such and such. And I had mentioned that Tristan Jerry actually was the better goaltender this year for Pittsburgh than Matt Murray. And that there could be a, a Pittsburgh could use Tristan Jerry in the play-in slash playoffs instead of Matt Murray. However, Matt Murray's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. You could pretty much say one of those Stanley Cups were won strictly because of his play. Um... The Athletic reported last week two-time Stanley Cup champion Murray is likely to be the starting goal for Pittsburgh in the play-in series. Uh, he lost his starting job to Tristan Jerry, but was between the pipes for four Pittsburgh's final five games. Uh, he was 2011 and five with a 287 goals against average and 899 save percentage. That's not great numbers. 
but Pittsburgh Mike Sullivan does expect him to be at the top of his game for the playoffs, and he's quoted in saying, he has extremely high expectations for Matt. He has shown the ability to play at the very best when the stakes are at the highest, and I think that the uh, better characteristics to have an athlete. Uh, um, uh, he's can't be faulted for wanting to le- uh, lean on Murray's past playoff experience, but expect more impressive performance in these upcoming postseason games. It would be interesting to know how the Canadian players react to the news or if they would prefer to face Jerry. I don't think they care one way or the other. Um, Montreal is 1-1 against Pittsburgh uh, this season. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you who the goaltenders were, whether it was Jerry or Murray, but I personally don't think Montreal cares one way or the other. Who who they face, they'll be prepared to beat whoever. Uh, so another thing is uh, in Eric Angle's latest uh, Canadian's mailbag, uh, the question was asked <coughs> about Max Domi's next contract. Um, um he predicted that the pending a restricted free agent will sign a short-term deal, most likely with a one-year term. So that kind of makes sense because uh, he had kind of two different seasons. He first came in and had the 70-point season, and everyone wanted to sign him to his $6, 7000000 million. Then he came back this season and didn't have that great of a season. It was very up and down, very uh, whatever. And uh, now you're wondering, then you got to wonder, is he going to be the center or is he going to be the winger? Because you have uh, Suzuki, you have Kakinemi, you have Dano, you have uh, Brian Paling, who I think is going to be moved to the wing anyway, and you have uh, Jake Evans, who's you know for the short time he was in Montreal played a solid bottom line uh, to a uh, center, which is basically what he was drafted for late in the uh, late in the draft. So you don't want to pay Domi six seven million dollars as a center if he's playing wing, because now you have an overpaid wing and you have a guy here who only once scored over sixty points and he hit seventy, and that was that first year in Montreal. So it'll be interesting to see I think what they want to do is sign him to a one-year deal, sort of like a bridge contract, maybe a two-year deal, just to see if he's the 45-point guy or the 60-70-point to 70 point guy. And that makes sense to me on both sides. I think Doby wants to stay in Montreal. I think he wants to be in Montreal. Uh, I think he enjoys Montreal. Uh, I just think Montreal needs to find a place for him and they need to decide whether he's going to be a center or a winger. Domi says he enjoys playing wing. The stats show he enjoyed playing wings or sorry, he enjoyed playing center. The stats show that he was had better stats as a center, but uh, as a center, he's not really that great of a center. And if Montreal's going to use him as center, he's going to be buried on the third line, which will also bury his talent. He'd be better as a top six guy, not a bottom six guy. Uh, Thomas Tatar. Uh, apparently, he's not just a hockey player. Uh, he showed his great skills uh, uh both on the ice and on the court at the Leon Pro Summer Cup 2020 tennis tournament in Bratislava, Slovakia, last weekend. Uh, he competed against other hockey players. Uh, his He's the uh, leading scorer of the season. Uh, the Canadian's leading scorer of the season took home the trophy after defending, uh, defeating Andre uh, Rusnak, who used to play f- in the Slovakian League. He beat him 6-2, 7-5 in the final. I don't know how good the competition was against him, but it's good to know he's good at two sports. Maybe him and Jesperi Katkinemi can uh, and can play their own little tournament just to see who you know who's the better guy. Uh, he comes from an athletic family. His father played soccer as a kid and coached tennis. His mother was a gymnast, and his two older brothers played pro hockey in Slovakia. Uh, even though there are still details to be ironed out before Phase Four, the return of play plan gets the green light. 
It's going to be an exciting summer for the Habs and those fans, not to mention they also have phase two draft lottery. Look forward to a chance of possibly drafting Alex Lafreniere with the number one overall pick. I probably screwed that name up, but I think that's right. Lafreniere. Blaine will correct me with his French. Um, so that's another thing I'm going to bring up is the the sweet the the lottery, the second lottery. Uh, I will talk about the lottery itself. We can talk about that on the main show. But today I'm going to talk about Montreal. Uh, Montreal can get to, if they don't beat Pittsburgh, uh, which on paper they probably shouldn't. Uh, although I would never count Montreal out of anything, especially with Carey Price and Nets. Um, so if they if they don't beat Pittsburgh, they either have the first or ninth pick. No, they won't go any lower than ninth. Both solid. At ninth, you can give. There's a chance maybe Perfetti's available, Holtz, um, Sanderson. So they're going to get a great player at ninth. At first, they're going to get exactly what they need and what I think everybody wants. I think a lot of the hockey community wants Montreal to get this pick. They want a French superstar in Montreal. Maybe not least for Bruins fans, but you know anyone who's been around hockey for a while, whether you're a Habs fan or not. Uh, if they beat Pittsburgh and then lose the first round of the playoffs, then they'll uh, then they'll finish 16th. And even though they'll still get a fairly good draft pick, and this is a deep draft, it's not going to be the uh, game changer that they're going to get in the top 10. So that's really what you're 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 fighting against here. Uh, is that uh, that game changer is what Montreal needs and what Montreal wants. Um, so that's the uh, news, rumors, and notes for the Canadians for this week. Uh, next week, uh, it may be hosted by me. I doubt it. Might probably Matt Smith. We'll give Matt a whole show on his own to see how he does. He gets a thousand followers and a handsome beard, and he's the best-looking one of us all. So hopefully he'll do all right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for making us the best English-speaking uh, Habs podcast in the country once again. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this, and that uh, on the 29th was the uh, either the darkest or the brightest day in Montreal history, of recent history, where uh, P.K. Subban got traded for Shea Weber. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there was a great cry out, and suddenly there was silence, as old Obi-Wan had said, and uh, it turned out to actually, it, for me personally, it worked out better for us, because now Subban is kind of left in the dust, even though Weber had his injuries. I'll also say this, two great defensemen, two different styles of defensemen, and uh, I'm not knocking one or the other. Uh, I like Subban when he was here. I like Weber now that he's here, and it doesn't bother me that Subban's gone. And, you know, this whole Subanista, Bergman apologist crap got to end because... It is what it is. You either like someone or you don't. Who cares? But at least like him for actual reasons, not just because he's your favorite player. And then hate the other person you got traded for just because you got traded for him. It's stupid. Anyway, uh, have a good one. Uh, we'll be back uh, this weekend with the Habs Unfiltered. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Do, 
did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.